listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Now last week I did an episode where it was like in the style of like an agony on advice column kind of episode and I read out some sort of little letters almost from some people and I answered their sort of questions and concerns. It was really good fun and this is part two so I now want to finish off answering some of those questions and see what else people had to say. So let's just dive straight in. If you missed last week's episode definitely check it out but let's get started on part two. The next letter I had was, Dear Alex, I'm having real trouble narrowing down my niche. I'm so passionate about two topics, teaching math through problem solving and meaningful tech integration. There is some overlap, but it does also feel like I'm wearing two hats. TPT products aside, my main concern is, is this too confusing for my social media audience? Do I need to bite the bullet and pick one to run with or can I have them both? And this is such a good question. And they said, please help. And that's from Perpetually Perplexed. Such a good question. And I love that name. And this is a really tricky one to answer. I kind of want to share both sides of the story here. So you will probably have some people, if you asked them this, they would probably say that you need to pick one, you know, that you need to narrow your niche and pick one. And I do think that there is some truth in that argument having a more specific and narrow niche is probably always going to be more profitable and like you said less confusing for your audience and just there's a million other reasons but always having a really narrow niche can be such a powerful thing. I hear a lot of people use this analogy but it's almost like if you were ill with something and you went to a doctor you know would you want to go to a generic like a general practitioner or would you want to go to a specialist who specializes in that thing and it's similar when it comes to TPT when these buyers want to buy certain products and get certain things they go to certain sellers who they know are like the expert in that area so having a narrow niche is really important so I want to say that side of it because it might be great for you to pick one if there's one that you enjoy more or there's one that you think is a bit more profitable or there's one that you know your audience needs more or you know there's one that is sort of less saturated then maybe you could narrow it down but I know this isn't helpful I also have to kind of show the other side of it and just sort of say my kind of gut response is if you genuinely enjoy both of them and there is actually a genuine overlap and they don't really sound like they are too different you could do both and I think that the the reason I'm saying that as my kind of gut feeling is just because at the end of the day we have to make smart business decisions you know about what makes us money but also we have to do what feels right for us and we have to do what we enjoy a lot of us start these TPT stores as side hustles and we enjoy making products and if if you're miserable and you're not enjoying it then it doesn't feel like it's really worth it and if you truly love both of these areas then I feel kind of yeah it'd be terrible for me to say that you have to toss one aside especially when you said they can overlap so my kind of personal decision is I don't think it's too bad to have both and personally for me I don't have the narrowest niche myself as a TPT seller and look at me now also running a store and helping TPT sellers I kind of wear a lot of hats sometimes and at the end of the day I enjoy it and it brings me joy so 
yes, there's always that route I could go down where I could really narrow what I do in my business, but maybe I wouldn't enjoy it so much. At the end of the day, I like to factor that in. I don't know if that's really helped or not, or whether that's just probably confused you even more, but there definitely are two sides to it. And I kind of wanted to share the one that I felt was my sort of gut reaction, but also the logical other reasoning. At the end of the day, it is up to you whether you follow your heart or your head on this one. So you might want to think a little bit about that. But my personal feeling is I don't see the harm in doing both. I personally actually think that you talked about it being tech integration, sort of tech stuff along with math, problem solving. I mean, they just work so well together. And you could be making these really great math resources that are digital and I can see such potential there so I actually don't think that's such a bad thing you've got to remember that when people come to follow you on Instagram or whatever and social media yeah they might be looking for someone who's kind of specialized in a certain age level or you know product type but I don't think they're going to unfollow you because you happen to give some tech tips every now and then while you also give some tips about math I actually think they'll probably just love you even more for it so don't feel bad about that Now, the next one we have is this. I'm a struggling newbie. I know that I can create high quality TPT products. However, I feel like it has all been done before and I need help with generating ideas for new TPT products. What would you say to someone who is struggling to come up with product ideas? Struggling newbie said this one. And this is actually a really good question because it's something I have struggled with in the past. And I actually remember making an Instagram post about this and I felt like I was really alone in this because a lot of people in the TPT world have too many ideas. They have a massive list full of product ideas and their biggest problem is trying to pick what they should make. It's actually really hard when it's the other way around, when you're actually feeling like you're a bit kind of stuck for ideas, your creative juices aren't flowing. I know how that feels and it's awful. The beautiful thing about it is with that, when you take away that overwhelm, you can actually make smarter business decisions. And so that feeling I have when I've got a list of like 20 products to make and I feel really overwhelmed, not only is it overwhelming, but it also kind of forces me. I've got so many choices. I end up making the product that I kind of think is easier to make or more fun to make. I don't necessarily make a smart business move. So I kind of want to turn this around and say that if you're in that unfortunate position where you actually don't have a lot of ideas, I want you to look at it in a positive way because that means you can come into this with a really, really good mindset of like picking a product to make that is actually going to make you money because you're not going to be able to take all that emotion out of it and all that overwhelm. You are going to pick something that you know hasn't been done before and you can pick something that has been done before and you can make it unique and different and I actually think this is a really exciting place to be so don't feel bad if you're someone that's struggling to come up with product ideas and don't feel bad if you are in that situation like you said it has all been done before we are all there and we've all struggled with that in fact I just want to say it now to make you feel better it is never going to change it's always going to be that way that it is probably very, very hard to be truly unique in the TPT world. When it comes to making resources for children, which is what most of us do, most of it has been done before. People have made task cards, people have made digital products, you know, like everything that the students need to learn has probably already been made somewhere. And that's just the way it is. You can't let that stop you from making a product because the way you make it is going to be so different just between two teachers and the way we teach we can you know two different teachers next door to each other can be so different in the way they teach and it's the same as being a seller there's nothing that makes you 
just the same as another seller who is in the same niche as you like we all bring so much different experience to what we do we all have different flares for graphic design we all create products that can ultimately look very very different even if they are for the same topic we all have such individuality in the way we approach things you have a unique way of doing things and the way you create a product is going to be different to someone else's provided that you don't like directly look at what they've done you know we're also individual so I guess what I want to say is it's okay if you make something that has been made before as long as you put your own spin on it. So I would suggest my action item would be for you to do a little bit of research about what kind of products aren't as popular, like which ones aren't overdone. You know, like I said, most things have been done before, but there's still a bit of a range here. There are certain types of products that have been done a few hundred times. A few hundred sellers might have made a similar product. And then there are the ones that have been done thousands and tens of thousands of times. So you might want to narrow down what isn't overdone to the extreme, that there isn't completely saturated. And then within that, you want to look at that type of product and say, well, this is what everyone else is doing. This is how they've made it look. This is what they include and this is how much they charge. I'm just going to go crazy here and do something that's really, really different. And I'm going to make mine look different. I'm going to make mine bigger and better. I'm going to include all this extra stuff that no one else is doing. And that's how you kind of get that edge and you get above everybody else is by being a bit more unique and special, providing more value, doing things in a different way and doing things if you can in a better way. If you think about it from like the perspective of a real world example, this kind of happens in the real world too when people are creating like brick and mortar businesses. So say you were someone that's a baker and you love making cupcakes. If you went into the idea of, hey, I actually kind of like the sound of making a business where I sell cupcakes for a living and you went into it realizing, oh, well, this has been done before. Everyone else has, you know, made businesses out of this and there's lots of stores out there that sell baked goods. Nobody would ever make a business that you can't go into it thinking about how other people have done it because other people will always have done it. But you go into it thinking, how can I make mine different? And, you know, you are going to be a different baker and you're going to make the cupcakes taste differently and you're going to have your store look different and you're going to have your own branding. And, you know, when we go into lots of real world businesses, they all do look different in the way they're decorated. The food will taste different. The clothes all look different. Like at the end of the day, they are similar products, but the way each business runs their business is so different. You can't let that stop you. Now, I just want to wrap up this one with answering that final question because, struggling newbie had said at the end what would you say to someone who's struggling to come up with product ideas and I don't want to just talk about how you should definitely keep making products even if it's been made before but not actually answer that question like what to do if you are literally sitting there and you're like I just cannot think of anything like I'm just coming up completely blank the really important thing here I think is to first think about what you needed or what you currently need as a teacher So when you were teaching, if you were in the classroom or if you're currently in the classroom, what do you as a teacher want and need and what do your students need? That's mostly why we get into this business is we think, I can't find it on TPT, I'm going to make it myself. You know, what's something that your students are really struggling with that you can create? So think about things from, you know, from a teacher's point of view, like in your own experience. But if you kind of come up blank still there, you're like, I'm not in the classroom anymore and I really can't think of what I would need. Sometimes it's really good just to do things in a really methodical way. Maybe you'll look at the Common Core standards and you'll say, well, maybe I could make some resources that will tick these boxes and cover these areas. Or maybe you look at the grade or age level or the niche that you teach and you're like, well, what do kids need to know at this point? What product could I make to tick all these boxes? You know, so for example, 
your niche was third grade kind of third grade and you sort of had a lot of math products and they were kind of worksheets and that was kind of your niche you would be looking at the standards for third grade and saying like well I want to make sure that a third grade teacher comes to my store and has something that is going to cover those standards and you'd make sure that whatever product type you have covers each of those common core standards I think it's just a kind of about putting yourself in the mindset of your buyer and what do they currently need? Like, what are they currently teaching at the moment? What would they need for their class to run smoothly? Kind of like at the back to school time, you know that you can just imagine it now, you know, the teachers are setting up their classrooms. Like, what do they need to set up their classrooms? And they're about to start teaching their first week of school. What kind of lessons do you think they're going to need to run that? You kind of need to put yourself in that mindset. of What do they need and want at the moment? you know, whether that's, like I said, common core standards or maybe certain subject areas or topics. And the other thing is that you can always ask them, like instead of sitting there thinking about what they might want and what they might need, you could ask and you could go into Facebook groups. There are so many teacher Facebook groups, go onto social media and Instagram, or we have an email list or a Facebook page or anything. You could make a form or a survey, or you could just ask the question, but, or maybe you could just be looking at what kind of questions they are asking but you could literally ask them and ask them what they want. I mean, that's probably going to give you the best ideas because it's coming from the horse's mouth. So I hope some of those ideas have helped. Now let's go on to the next one. So the next one is from All Day in Third Grade. What are your best tips for SEO? I have one product that shows up on the second page when I search. Pretty good for a newish seller, I think. But when I model my other products to be like that one description wise, they don't rank as high what should I do? This one's tricky because this one is probably very product dependent. So that particular product that ranked well, it's not really something that's in your control. I guess I want to say that sometimes when it comes to TPT, there are things that are out of your control. So for example, let's just say you have two products in your store. One is a set of addition worksheets, you know, for adding and stuff. And another is a similar set of worksheets, like it's pretty much almost the same product, but it's for a different area of math. It's actually for telling the time. Now, you might find on TPT that one of those topics is more popular than the other, or one of those topics is more saturated than the other. So you could do the exact same product and you could have the same SEO and your descriptions could be very similar and you could be doing all the right things, but you just find that the edition one flops and the time one sells better. And I'm not trying to say that you should just give up and there's nothing you can do, but to a certain extent, there are some things that are out of our control. And it might be that the addition one is in a saturated market because everybody makes addition worksheets. Or it might be the other way around. It might be that the addition does well because that's just a more popular topic that people search for and they need to teach more. And I guess when it comes to things, the volume of search and how many people want that product how popular it is or how you you know niche it is those are kind of things that you cannot control and so you kind of I know that sounds really like not helpful but you kind of just have to accept it and I do that all the time I look at my own store and I see some things are selling well and others aren't and when I break it down it's really not that I've made one good product and one bad it's really just that there are some things that are out of my control when it when it comes to the topic or the theme of those products and what people want and need and how many other people have made it and I just have to accept that one might sell better than the other no matter what I do so I kind of wanted to share that because I think that's a 
a mindset thing you kind of have to accept that in this case you don't want to be beating yourself up saying that you've done really well on that one product that shows up on the second page what am I doing wrong with the rest of them you might not be doing anything wrong and that might be out of your control but you know asking about what are the best tips for SEO I would just say that when it comes to your titles and your descriptions and this is really simple but you just need to have that really basic recipe of answering the question that the buyer has which is literally what is it like what is the product in the most basic form and it sounds really simple but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this in their titles they don't say what the actual product type is they start talking all about how it's for a teaching edition and how it's no prep and it's great and they don't say that it's actually a worksheets or vice versa they say the product type but they don't really say what the topic and the theme and the subject area is or they don't say what the grade level is or they don't say the features of it and you just kind of want to be hitting all those points of what a teacher needs to know think about putting yourself in the shoes of the buyer that goes on tpt they have a problem that they are looking to solve so let's just say for example i am a second grade teacher and I am planning my writing lessons. That's something I need to teach. My kids are really reluctant writers and they're just miserable and they hate writing. And I'm looking for some activities for them. And I know it needs to be printable. I, you know, I don't have iPads in my classroom, so it has to be printable. I mean, already, I'm only just starting here, but you can already tell that I'm looking for second grade. So that I've you know, the grade levels there. Um, I've told you like what the kind of subject area and what the topic is. I need to teach writing. I've told you like the product type already. I know it needs to be some kind of printable activity. I mean, I've only just started and I've already given you a few things. So you can think about like, what would that buyer be searching in TPT? Would they be searching like writing worksheets or writing prompts? Will they search second grade writing prompts? Will they go to the filters and then they'll filter it to second grade? You know, I mean, you have to kind of think, in your mind what does a buyer want what types of things might they literally type on their keyboard and do I have that on my product and I think that's the most simple way of describing it and so you need to try and have all of those areas in your title and your description and and using synonyms too that's another tip I would say for SEO is what you call something isn't necessarily what all the other teachers are calling it so you might say something like worksheets but you might also use the word activities or printables and you kind of use sort of similar words or synonyms so that you're kind of covering all bases and the same goes for things like grade levels you might write the word second grade with words and you might write it as in second with numbers like two nd second you might write grade two year two i mean there are so many ways of saying things so sometimes kind of tick all the boxes there you make sure you've said it, but you've also made sure you say it in a few different ways. And we actually have a fair amount of room between our title and our description snippet there to throw in quite a few keywords. So you kind of want to be checking all those boxes. But SEO is a very big and complex topic that I don't think I can really cover in a few minutes of one podcast episode. But this has inspired me that I do think I might need to do a full podcast episode on this topic. So thank you for that question. My next question is actually another SEO themed one. Uh, It's from Teaching Clementine Cuties and they said, Dear Alex, I've been on a very long journey through TPT and it did not start so seriously. Just a few products and they sat for the longest time with a buyer here and there. In the last few months, I have begun to get more serious and I'm trying to make this a real side hustle. My biggest challenge is finding long tail keywords for my products to rank in SEO. I am at a complete loss. How does a person go about finding ones that work? Everything I try is ranking as too hard or no one is looking for those names. Any help would be great. Thanks from April. 
Now, April, you have a really, really tricky question there. Like I said, I wish I could answer this in a few minutes, but this has inspired me. I definitely think I need to do a podcast episode just for SEO. But my tip would be here is that you do need to spend the time. I used to think a few years ago that I could just kind of upload my product, put in whatever keywords kind of I thought might apply, cross my fingers and hope for the best. And then the years passed and I would kind of look back at those products and say, well, they're not really ranking very well. They don't seem to be selling very well or getting a lot of views, but I don't know if I can really be bothered going back through them all and putting in all the work. I'm just going to kind of maybe make some more pins for it, or maybe I'll talk about it on Instagram. I sometimes kind of avoided it. I still do sometimes, but I'm starting to learn now that when it comes to SEO, there's no avoiding the fact that you might need to spend time on this. And what I mean by that is setting aside like maybe 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour or something in a week where you might say, this week I'm going to figure out what I'm doing with this product SEO wise and I'm going to carve out the time to sit down and do it. And that might look like going, logging out of your account, going into incognito mode, like, you know, getting the real accurate results and searching for your product in TPG search and trying the exact title and similar terms and popular things that you think people might search and then actually noting down where does my product rank how far back you know how far back is it how many pages and then doing experiments and sitting there and changing the title and switching out the description and trying different keywords and seeing if you can move it up I mean this is not a sort of a quick easy five minute job I mean sitting down and doing this can take a while so it really does take time and actually having to do the research as well. And the research would be you going to Google Trends and comparing search terms or just going to Google itself and like typing in the search bar and looking at the frequently asked questions and seeing what Google sort of suggests. Typing into TPT search, you type in a word and you see what the suggestions are that come up. Looking at Pinterest, like going around and literally researching what other words people are using in relation to this topic. So when you type something in like CVC, you type that into search and it will come up on TPT and on Google, the drop down will come up with suggested things. What other people are searching after they have written CVC, like what other words they are using. So doing that research is really important to kind of see what the popular search terms are that people are using. That's kind of the only thing you can do is you can sort of play around on these places and see what comes up but then most of it is a little bit of experimentation too like I said you have to set aside that time to tweak a title and to swap things around and switch out the words and try a new keyword and then see how it goes does it go up in ranking does it go down what happens and yeah my biggest tip is you are going to have to put it in a little bit of time you can do your own research maybe you could take a course or learn about SEO in more detail as well but a lot of it is common sense if you are a teacher and you are a buyer yourself as well you have to honestly just sometimes just put yourself in their shoes well, what what would I type if I was looking for this type of product what kind of words would I use and although I don't often encourage looking at what other people are doing when you're actually in TPT you will see obviously similar products to you that other people are making and like the ones that are ranking well, well, what words are they using in their titles? Because clearly they're selling a lot of products, so they must be using the right word. Like I said, I don't often encourage looking too much what other people are doing. I don't like the idea of we shouldn't be really be copying each other. But when you are seeing where your product ranks, it's not really difficult. You're going to be seeing what's around it. And I think that might help you kind of see what's performing well. What are other people doing when they make similar products to you? And we know they are because like we talked about earlier in the episode, I said we're all making pretty similar products. 
whatever you're about to make has probably been made before in a somewhat similar way. And if it has been made, well, what have people been using to search for that? What have they been typing into TPT? Now, like I said, I'm excited. I might definitely do some kind of SEO podcast episode coming up, but I have done one in the past. So like way back at the beginning of the podcast, I did do an episode with a guest and we talked about SEO with Tanya Marshall. So definitely check out that episode. I'll try and put a link in the show notes, but I will try and do a new one as well. Now I have one more question I want to ask and I'm going to make it quick because this episode is getting a little bit long. But Samantha at the Creative Calculator said, what are the best or different ways to use the URL builder? I understand using it to show traffic from different websites, but how could it be best used in your terms of use or credits page where you are linking to other resources the buyer might like? I love this question because I have a plan to do an episode on this topic. But yeah, like the URL builder on TPT allows you to use those links on places like Pinterest or your blog or your email list and you can track that people are coming from marketing platforms but people tend to just use it for that and I really love that Samantha has said hey well you know you can use these links somewhere else and yes it can be used within your actual product so my suggestion like I said I'll go into more detail in a future episode about this but my suggestion would be that you do some kind of upsell page so you find one or maybe a few similar products to the one that you are obviously making And you maybe put the cover photo or some kind of picture of the resource on one of your pages and make it a clickable link and use a UTM and make sure you put all the information in, like say what products you're coming from and what product you're going to and like label it correctly so that when it shows up in the traffic tab, you can see what product they came from and what product they bought from that upsell. Like I said, I will do an episode on this, but this is just kind of like a little quick reminder. You can be using UTM codes in your products and you definitely should for your upsells. But I have to wrap up this episode. It is getting very, very long. I apologize. Thank you so much for listening this long. Now, before I wrap up, I will remind you, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to sign up for my weekly newsletter. And here's why. When you sign up, I send out a Pinterest cheat sheet. So it gets sent to everyone that signs up for my TPT weekly tips. And that Pinterest cheat sheet has a lot of stuff about keywords. And in this episode, we've been talking a lot about SEO and keywords and finding things. And it did just occur to me just then that that freebie does have a lot. It has something like a keyword bank and it has like sentence frames that you would put keywords in. It's all about writing a keyword rich pin description. But that stuff is very applicable to your TPT description and your description snippet and your title and stuff. So there might be some helpful stuff in there. So I will put a link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already got that Pinterest cheat sheet. But I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.